Wow, everybody got really quiet this morning. The time, the, the countdown went down and everybody just got quiet and, you know, it's weird. Cause usually I hear all the noise and everybody's hustling and still moving through the, the hallways, but that just tells me that you're here and you're like on pins and needles ready to go, right? You're just super expectant about what's ahead. And that's okay. That's good to be. I'm glad that you are. Welcome this morning to the worship gathering here at Eastgate. We're so glad that you are here with us. And today is a particularly special day. And just, and I want to let's go ahead and give you the, the news that if you want the best view of what's going to happen today, you need to be moving in close to these aisles or in the middle rows because we're going to be front and center watching three lives celebrate what Jesus has done for them through baptism today. So if you're on the side peripheral, you're going to see probably the back of my head or just barely like the nose or something like that. And I just wouldn't want you to miss out and, and be near the, the availability. So if you have want to shuffle around, feel right now is the pastor's excuse to, to kind of move and get that better seating. All right, well, today... Like I said, we're going to celebrate baptism, we get to celebrate life, we get to celebrate what Jesus does and the victory He brings. We get to talk about why He is the most important person in all of history, why He is the originator of history, why He's the completer of history, and why He involves Himself so graciously in the lives of His people. So that is why we call this the worship gathering. It is to give Jesus Christ the honor and praise He is due and to help others that come in from all parts of our community, to know Him. We want to know Him and make Him known. And so we want to be clear about who He is and celebrate that with all. Uh, today, if you're our guest, we want to say welcome to you in particular. We're glad that you're with us. And uh, maybe you've been here before, or maybe you're very new to us. And uh, we, we want to help begin a conversation with you. We want to help you to know that, that you are valued, that you're cared for, and that if you have questions, well, we want to help you answer them. If, if you need encouragement, well, we want to be there to help lift you up. If, if you need prayer, we want you to know that there's people at Eastgate that will pray for you because we know what prayer has done for us, what, what God has done to answer our prayers. And, and one of the ways we do that, we, we don't want to like seem hostile or make you feel overtly awkward. But we do want you to know that you are valued. And, and so we have this little thing called a connection card. It's in the pew in front of you. It's like a, a, um, a non-harmful way to initiate conversation, if you will. And if you will fill that out, or you can follow the information in the middle of it and do it digitally by texting WELCOME to 810-202-8331. And you can uh, fill it out. And then if you'll place it in the little black boxes that are at the exits, um, you can leave that in there, and, and certainly we will contact you. We, we won't stalk you, but we will pray for you. We'll try to answer your questions and, and know that you are valued. Um, or you can keep it, find me at the end of service, and, and you'll get to go home with one of our handy-dandy um, Eastgate coffee mugs if you're new here. Uh, so that's a, that's a little present token for you. And every time we have a new person fill one of these out, uh, we give $5 to a local ministry. We, right now we're supporting Carriagetown Ministries to help feed the needy in, in downtown Flint. So it, it's more than just filling out. There's an incentive and a value to you filling one of these out. Any other information, I'd just like you to fill out, uh, to check out the worship guide, this little bulletin here. It's very colorful, great tool for prayer life, to see how you might give, how you might serve, how you might grow, all these different kind of ways to be involved with what's going on at Eastgate. I will say this, um, I would like just for the sake of information to have a really quick like 10 minutes with anybody that's looking on that front page about Awana and looking to serve, uh, I just like 10 minutes of your time 
uh, after the worship gathering. So if you'll just meet like right over here for about 10 minutes after the worship gathering's over, we just kind of want to see who to be counted and how we can help get you involved if you're interested and, and know a little bit about more about what's going on there. But with that being said, welcome. I'm going to take some time to pray. I invite you to pray with me before we do anything else. And then um, as we open up in, in worship, we're going to also take time to be obedient through offering time. And our ushers will be ready for that. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we are so thankful for your goodness, your incredible grace. And I pray that today you would remind us of that. That, that your grace, it, it covers every sin. It forgives the, the, the deepest of needs. And it also restores us with you. And Lord, today I pray that among this room, that where there are hearts that need to be restored, where there is sin that has separated us from you, God, you would bring that healing. You would reveal that through the good news of Jesus Christ. And I pray that you would show us why we worship you. Remind us again that you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the victorious one. And let us be thankful. Let us be gracious. Let us be obedient. Let us celebrate with joy. Let us be on pins and needles with expectation. And let us be all in, just enthralled with singing about who you are today. Thank you for the gift of your son. Thank you for all that you do in our life. Thank you for another day. Thank you for a church called Eastgate where we can gather on this Sunday morning. And help us not take for granted this moment. Help us not miss out on you in this moment. We love you, Jesus. Help us worship you today. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. If our ushers will come forward at this time. Well, I won't lie. We were getting our boogie on back here to those songs. It was awesome. We got a lot to celebrate. And uh, we're so thankful for it. We're celebrating the fact that Jesus is who he says he is, that when we talk about him, we're not talking about some invisible, hopeful wish. We're talking about a God who is, a God who came, a God who lived sinlessly, a, die, a God who died perfectly in our place, and the God who rose again. And we celebrate him. We believe he is worthy of worship. And we're thankful for all of his many blessings. We're thankful to have a church where we have people from various walks of life, various ages here. We're thankful for young folks and young folks that are not so young. We're so thankful for what God has blessed us with. And we're able to celebrate in Thanksgiving with him today about what he's done in the lives of three of our adults. And uh, when we have baptism, uh, I always try to take the moment not just to, to say, all right, let's get up here, let's dunk them and get them out of there, um, to explain what it is. Because... People don't do baptism every single week, and sometimes we make it more than what it is, and sometimes we make it less than what it is. Um, in, in the world of Christianity that's been around for 2,000 years, um, it's happened. And so I, we always want to make sure that when people come to Eastgate, that we don't just do something and be like, well, that was neat, but I'm not sure what that was all about. Uh, we want to explain to them what we are doing. We want to do it carefully. We want to do it creatively. Um, and what is Baptism Sunday about? Why do we have this observance? Why do we do this activity we call baptism? Well, first of all, we do it because of the revelation of the gospel giver. That God has chosen in His grace, He didn't have to, but God has chosen in His grace to make Himself known. And not only to make Himself known, but to make known His plan. His plan of redemption. 
that began with the promises to the very first of our parents, Adam and Eve, when they sinned in the garden. In a moment of rebellion, when God could have wiped the table and started all over, instead, He demonstrated grace. He gave good news. This is who God is. He is a promise giver. But not only is He a promise giver, He is a provision maker. See, we've all made promises before that we weren't able to fulfill, but God never makes a promise that He does not uh, fulfill. He, he always makes the way to what He has said He is going to do. And so when we talk about baptism, we're, we're doing it as an act of remembering His revelation to us. That He who created and saw our fall brings about our redemption and has one day put us towards restoration. We're restored spiritually with Him here on earth, but one day we'll be perfect with Him in heaven. And baptism is a picture of that that Gospel message. It's not only the fact that we do it because of the revelation of the Gospel giver, we do it in recognition of Him. In recognition of His work alone to save. You see, when people come up here, they're not doing an act of, of obedience so that they may be saved. They're recognizing that God has already done every perfect work by which they may be saved. And today, we get to recognize this gracious, gospel-giving, glorified Lord in their lives. We get to recognize that it is by grace alone, not by works so that anyone should boast, that we are saved. We recognize His grace. Another reason we do baptism is not only because of the revelation that God has given us of Himself, and not only because of the recognition of what He's done in the lives of a person, but we also do it out of respect. You see, this is something God has commanded. And if God is the ultimate authority, if He is absolutely central, then what He has commanded is to be respected, not to be negotiable, not to be considered optional. Jesus told us in the Great Commission, the Great Commission, not the Great Suggestion. Yes, I've heard that said before. That is not original, so I will not take that any credit for that. But He has told us to go therefore into all nations and make disciples and to baptize them. He didn't say maybe baptize them or see if it's okay, but to baptize them as believers. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It's like making disciples and baptizing them. And so we do this out of respect for Him and His wishes, His command. We also do it out of response. It is an obedience factor. This is not something that is just Oh, just do it. It doesn't matter. It is a a matter of response. Just as God has called all of us to respond to the gospel, none of us is saved by osmosis. It just doesn't happen by happenstance. God makes His gospel provided. He makes His gospel known. And He awakens us. And we are awakened. We trust in Him. Just as the same way, any factor, any act of obedience, it comes out of response to what Jesus has done to us. Has done for us. Any other factor would be us trying to earn some kind of merit on our own. It would be us trying to do something on our own will, our own achievement. Would we do it out of response to Him? Out of the response to Him who saw that we were dead in our trespasses, dead in our sin. And He awakens our heart. One of the most beautiful verses that I can think of in Scripture right now comes from Ephesians chapter 2 that talks about the, the deep destitution that we were in because of our sin, because of our death, because of our separation from God. But there's these two 
words that, that pre, uh, that, that preface the next few statements says, but God, in the middle of that, but God who is rich in mercy, He is the one that made us alive. And we trust in Him. But God demonstrates His love for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. See, there's the responsive act that we are recognizing who He is and we're seeing what He's revealed and, and we're respecting what He said, but we're also responding in obedience. That we understand that there's going to be a part of us that must choose to follow all of Him. The last part that we can see, <laughs> I said last part, you know me better than that. But the, another aspect that we see in the middle of this is the resurrection. You see, the picture of baptism is that of the resurrection that's from the Gospel giver. That He is the one that does indeed raise us to new life with Him. But by going to the cross, He actually paid the penalty so that the old life would be crucified, dead, and buried along with Him. And just as He arose from the grave, this symbol of baptism is that we are buried in the water and come up out of out of it, that we are walking in that newness of life. We're, we're taking that picture of, yes, Jesus, He really rose. And yes, He arose in me. He is risen indeed. We do it as a reflection. A reflection to remind us that were it not for grace, none of us would be here. We do it as a reflection of the fact that He is the one who called us out of darkness and into marvelous light. And then we do it also as an act of replicating. We make it known. This moment is, is not only their act of obedience, but it's for the public so that those who are believers would be stirred once again to know that yes, Jesus is still saving souls. That the world is not all going to hell. That He is still rescuing souls even today. That we are not without hope. And that we are all called to continue in this work of making disciples. That just as we were made disciples, we would be those making. All of us are called to this act to replicate what was done in us. And that by seeing people being baptized, we would not only remember and reflect on what's happening, but we would replicate it and make it known. And we would be replenished and renewed in our endeavor and fervor to say, God, send me even now into this work. So that I know I'm not saving any. But by whatever means possible through me, others might be saved through you. Today, that's why we baptize. And today, I would say that if you have never ever trusted in the Gospel, you too can trust in Jesus. That it is not just something available for these alone being baptized. That even today, if you've never trusted in the gracious Gospel work of Jesus, the good message that sees us in our sin, the Holy One, seeing us in the offense of our sin, He substitutes us, His Son. He gives us the One who could only pay the payment. But He asks us to trust in Him. To personally respond to Him. And based on that, our entire eternity is changed. But also we'll see here, our life here and now is changed. This is one reason we do this. I pray it is a blessing to you as it is a blessing to these. But it also will renew you in your endeavors when we go beyond these walls to say, God, is still at work. At this time, I'm going to invite our first candidate for baptism, Mr. Roman Peabody. He'll come on down. Everyone, this is Roman. Say hi, Roman. 
He really likes being in the spotlight. He, he absolutely hates it, absolutely. Um, but uh, today we get to celebrate with him. Roman has been attending with us for quite a while now. Um, and uh, over a, a couple months ago, uh, proposed to one of our young ladies. And, uh, and I probably was a good thing because one of our uh, more familiar members told them if he ever hurts her, she's got a gun she carries in her purse. Um, <laughs> So uh, I, I laugh about that. So he, he knows what salvation looks like for sure. <laughs> but no, um, Roman and I have had conversations over the last couple months and, and uh, Roman has placed his faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and is, is if, of his heart to unite with his church and then the quarters of the church's will. You said yes, uh, but he knows that a part of that as far as being a member at Eastgate Baptist Church is, is this observance and obedience through the act of baptism. So today, my brother, are you ready? All right. Have you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And are you determined to live for Him within this church and through this church? All right. Today is my honor to baptize you as my brother in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Buried with Him in baptism and raised to walk with Him in the newness of life. Let me pray for you. Lord God, today, raise this mighty man, continue growing him in your word, continue filling him with your strength, showing him the way to, to, to be a disciple, a man of God after your heart. May he be passionate in those endeavors, may he be skilled in whatever his hands are put to, and may you just grow him as a fruitful, fruitful man in this, in this life as he seeks to live your will out in his life and in the life of a husband-to-be. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. All right. Our next candidate is Miss Mary Ann Brown. All right. It's warm. All right. I've been up here when it's cold. It's warm. So Fred and Marianne have been attending our church. Um, Fred will be coming in a moment. But Marianne began attending uh, not long after the deluge, the flood that happened to our facilities. And uh, she stuck with us even when we were in the gym. So, you know, she, she endured the, the rough times um, when we were just making it go. Um, but uh, her husband started attending an Easter at Easter, and um, uh, I'll share his story in a moment. But um, a few weeks ago, uh, they both came and said, hey, we would be honored if we could become members and united with this church family. And based on the will of the church, you guys agreed to welcome them into this body. And she said she had never been baptized um, as a believer by immersion. And so she said, I'm willing to be obedient to that and follow the Lord's leading. And so today we get to baptize her. Are you ready? All right, she's ready to take the plunge. All right. You have, have you committed your life to Jesus Christ to follow Him as your Lord and Savior? And do you determine to do that among these believers here at Eastgate Baptist Church? All right, based on your profession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, it is my honor to baptize you as my sister in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Buried with Him in baptism and raised to walk with Him in the newness of life. Let us pray for this sister. 
Lord Jesus Christ, we are thankful for every soul that trusts in You. We're thankful for every soul in every moment where we can be obedient in worship of You. And I pray for this sister, Mary Ann, that, that You uh, would help her just to continue to grow and flourish in her life like she's never seen in seasons before. And that You would uh, give her the strength, give her the encouragement, give her the wisdom in how that is to be lived out and how to serve You to the best of her ability. I pray that you would help her to be instructed and encouraged while she is here with us at Eastgate and that you would make her and her husband, Fred, so fruitful in their ministry here as they serve alongside us as brothers and sisters in Christ. We thank you for her precious soul that you love and that you too redeemed. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Mr. Fred. Everyone, this is Mr. Fred Brown. So, Fred has been attending with his wife, Marianne, since Easter. And uh, he has been a blessing to my soul. And I told him that he does not have to inflate my ego, but he has done well on, on that. <laughs> by just uh, just the conversations and the openness. You know what he did? He took me up on my coffee offer, and he, he came by the office, brought me some Big B coffee. Uh, that's a little product placement, I guess you could say. Um, but, but we had some incredible conversations about life and about faith and about Scripture and about what it means to follow through. And, and in the first conversation, um, you know, he, 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 like most of us, had questions about what this looked like. And um, he says, well, what can I do in this moment uh, while I still have questions before I take this next step? And, and he started reading the Bible. And he, he said he watched a, it says he was watching a show and, and about fishing. And uh, he had been encouraged just recently to buy a Bible, a translation that he could read. And, and, uh, but he just needed to know where to start. So he started reading the Gospel of John and then just couldn't quit. And uh, a few weeks later, he came by and says, uh, hey, I'd like to talk to you again. And... and um, it was that, that Thursday afternoon, he was in my office, and, and uh, he says, I, I, I want to trust the Lord Jesus as my Savior. I, I know I need to trust Him. And so we prayed together, and uh, this is a new brother in Christ. And um, I've been so amazed at him because it wasn't the, even a, less than a week later that him and Mary Ann said, hey, you know, as believers, we want to unite with this church. And then they've been showing themselves up at, at other events saying, hey, we want to plug in. We don't want to waste any time. We want to be there to serve, and um, I'm so thankful for their heart. Is there anything you would like to say or add? No? Pretty much covered it. I pretty much covered it. I'm a man of few words, you know. All right. You had a lot of coffee. That's right. Still got some to finish out there. All right. Well, based on his uniting with his church and his, his trust in the Lord Jesus, it's time to take the plunge, my friend. Fred, have you trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And are you willing to be committed as a brother in Christ serving in the ministry of this church? All right. Based on your profession of the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I baptize you now as my brother in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with Him in baptism and raised to walk with Him in the newness of life. Let's pray for this brother. Lord God, I'm so thankful for your provision of these men, this woman, and, and I thank you for Fred, his life 
uh, that you have redeemed, that you have rescued, and that you've shown incredible grace to, and that he seeks to live obediently to you. I pray that you in these days would continue fueling him and filling him with your wisdom through your word, through the knowledge of you, that you would continue showing him your abundant grace and using him mightily for your work and your will. And I pray that in the time that he is with us at this church, that you would help us be uh, gracious, uh, encouraging instructors to walk alongside him, to help carry the burden and the, and, and the joy of living for you in faith. And that you would help him to lead well in his home and and to declare the gospel to his family and to those around him. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's celebrate what the Lord has done. So with that being said, that being seen, today is now your choice to respond. These men and women have responded in saying, this is what Jesus has done for me, and I have trusted in Him. Perhaps today, there is something that God is placing on your heart that you need to respond to. Maybe you are lacking peace with God. You don't know what new life with Jesus even looks like. You've got questions, you've got concerns, or maybe you just know that that impression has been made on your heart, and you've yet to follow through. I'm going to have some men, uh, Mitch Ebbs, and and, um, I'm going to point some other people that are here uh, when I see them. Uh, Michael Thornhill and um, Dick Kennedy. Um, these men are going to be available to you in this moment. I'm going to have them to come up front. And uh, we're going to pray. And then we're going to have a time of response as the music is playing. A time for you to pray. And, and however the Lord may be leading you to respond today, these men will be here to pray with you, to help walk you through a next step. Maybe your next step is... I need to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. I I don't have peace with God. Well, today you can trust in Him. If God has placed that impression in your heart, you can trust in Him by first coming to Him and admitting that just as someone lost, you need His aid. You need His help. That that you recognize that, just like we've all had to recognize, that we all sin and have fallen short of the glory of God. And that we need a rescuer. And we must admit that we need a Savior. Not only admitting, but believing that Jesus is that Savior that was promised and provided according to the Scripture. The one that was revealed, we must respect and respond to. And we must believe on Him who came to die in our place sinlessly and rose perfectly so that we may know what it means to trust in Him. And lastly, by confessing. Confessing our sin and saying, God, forgive us. And confessing Him as Lord and Savior, willing to follow after Him. If that's you today and you need peace with God, find a brother or sister, find one of these brothers and pray with them. Talk with them. Help them uh, follow and listen to them and what they may tell you about your next step with the Lord Jesus Christ. Perhaps there's some other response that you are needing to make. Maybe you too need to be scripturally baptized, that you've never been baptized as a believer. Maybe that's the only thing that's ever held you back from becoming a member of this church. And I, I want to tell you, the water's warm and glorious and And it's nothing to be afraid of. You see nothing but smiles and beautiful joy from this point of view. Um, But maybe that's your next step of waiting and, and, and obedience. Maybe your next step is uniting with this church as a member. Maybe you've been baptized, but you say, I need to be plugged in somewhere. Wherever the Lord may be leading you in these days, these men will be at the front should you need to pray with them. And we're so grateful for you to be here with us. The music's going to play as we pray. Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you for your abundant, abundant grace today demonstrated. And I pray that we would all 
we all would be reminded of how amazing it is to know you. We would be reminded about what it is to be saved by you. We would be reminded and stand in awe that you, the King Almighty, the Holy One, would even take note of us. I mean, you've got the cosmos in your hand. You, you've got the world's problems at, at your feet. And yet, even us, where we are, you are mindful of us. And before the foundations of time, you demonstrated your love by making that promise. And in the midst of time, you fulfilled it by going to the cross for us. And today, you still make a way in this day of grace for those to find peace with you that need it. Not only for us to find peace with you, but God, as believers, those that still struggle in this fallen world, that still struggle with the battle of the flesh, that still struggle with, with the hostilities of, of this age. God, you help us in those wrestlings. And when we sin... And when we need forgiveness, You are there to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness when we come back to You. Your grace does not, does not end. Your grace is not ever taken away. It's available. But God, Your grace is never to be abused. And I pray that we would understand the, the incredible, holy nature of Your grace and glory demonstrated to us. And God, where there is a need today for peace, may you show them who you are. Where there is a need for response, may you show them who you are and where they are to go. God, where there is a need for obedience, show us what it means to live that out. And God, where the need is and the command is and the commissioning is for your church to go out and multiply what we've even seen here. God, do not let any obstacle prevent us from such endeavors. May we be boldly and adamantly sharing the gracious good news of Your Gospel to those around us. They may never ever become members of Eastgate Baptist Church, but nevertheless, they are people that were created by You that need Your grace. They need Your hope. They need Your love. And if, God, You grow Your church here through it, Amen. But God, if you just grow your kingdom through it. That is more, more than enough. Let us be faithful as your children to declare the good news of a loving Father. Thank you for your redemption, Jesus. It's in your name we pray and ask you to watch over this time of response. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, as we leave this place, I pray that we would leave just overflowing with joy. Not with sadness. Not with guilt. Not with shame. For even if we have been in a time where we have been neglectful or hesitant or fearful to share Your good news or to be obedient to that which You have called us by following after Your Word, God, I pray today that Your grace would be what resounds more than anything as the victorious gift from a loving, living King. And that we would understand that just as You breathe 
breath into our lungs and opened our eyes today to be awakened to see this day. We would understand that it is a day that You created and that it's another resounding reminder that it is indeed a new day, a new moment. And it is never too late to start afresh with You. So God, whether You give us 30 minutes or 30 years, let us be faithful from this moment forward to the best of our ability, not by our own means, but by Your grace, by Your power, by Your truth, by Your love. And remember that You are able, more than able, to do more than we could ask or imagine. In other words, You're the one that makes the impossible possible. So do that in the lives of these believers. Do that in the lives of those that need to hear from You. Do that in the, in the time that we have ahead. And let us not focus on the days of yesterday, but on the promise that what You've set us ahead is the greatest of news for all who believe. May we live according to that in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless. You are dismissed. And should you need someone to talk to, once again, these men are here. You may have a family member or a friend that you want to talk to. Or find me. And I'd love to share with you. Let's have coffee sometime. God bless.